I'm unapologetically fly. No wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com. I'm here with the new guest. It's Ron from the Wicked Planet podcast. Now, it's always great to see new podcasts popping up um, here and there, revealing this information, because I think a lot of us are getting it now, especially in the UK. It's gone absolutely mad. So guys, I'm here with Ron. Ron, how did you, why did you start this podcast and looking into this stuff? I know you've got a background in knowing quite a lot about this, but why did you start the podcast in the first place? Well, well, what happened was, uh, funny enough, it was as simple as uh, interacting on a post with uh, the Dangerous World podcast, which is out of Tucson. And, uh, and then the, the host of that had messaged me and we got talking back and forth. And he goes, man, you're pretty up on this stuff. I said, yeah, I'm pretty knowledgeable on it. I said, enough, enough to get by for now. He says, well, do you mind coming on and doing a show? And I said, no, no problem. So here we are. I, I did probably 25 appearances with those guys. I did uh, lots of appearances on other shows, all in the alt media United family over here in the United States. And, uh, and they're like, you got to start your own show, start your own show. So I did that uh, last February, February of 21. And, uh, and then here we go. I got, uh, I think like 37 episodes. So we're still pretty new, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just driven to get information out. And I mean, we talk about other things besides, you know, COVID and the vaccine agenda, but that's one of my big headers. Uh, that's the one I like to hit really hard because I just, it just amazes me how people just are, are following this narrative. And, and I think, you know, people are now starting to get more information from podcasts because they know they're not going to get it from the mainstream media. So, so we're just trying to put that information out there and hopefully some of it sticks. So when did you start to kind of understand that the world wasn't quite like you, you thought it was? Was there a moment, a book, a podcast or a film or, or, a, or an article, something you read that went, hang on a minute, this this is not right. Something's something to this. Actually, Rich, this goes all the way back to when I was a kid. I've always had questions. I was when I was a youngster, like in uh, what we call elementary school or, or central school, which is before high school. I uh, I was always interested in the whole UFO subject. That was a big one for me. Uh, and, and, then the, and then the other one was how why did all the Mayan Indians disappear? Like, where did they go? And I, and I was thinking that that was tied into extraterrestrials also, that maybe they went to the star people. And then I started uh, being interested in Bigfoot and Sasquatch and, you know, and all the typical stuff that kids get into. Uh, and, it, and it all started when I started watching a show called In Search Of, which was a Leonard Nimoy show that was on. Now, you got to remember, like, I'm going to be 58 years old, actually, on Wednesday. So, so I'm an old timer. I've been around for a while. And uh, so, so I started watching this show in search of and uh, Leonard Nimoy was Spock on Star Trek. And, uh, and, and he did a show like it was like once a week and it was all about these types of subjects. So, so I already had that like seed planted in me like a long time ago. And then as you get older, you start getting interested in more things. And then and I'm trying to remember what it was that triggered me to to kind of research, you know, what is going on out there in the world? that's really going on behind the scenes versus what, what they're being, you know, what we're being told or what they're saying. And then, and that goes along with, I, I was just infatuated with Nazis growing up. So I did a lot of reading about that, watched a lot of movies about that. I can remember in middle school, we did like two weeks where we studied the Holocaust and, uh, and it just kind of went from there. 
But, you know, in the last uh, probably five or six years, I started getting into it a lot heavier, but I had nobody to talk to about it. So, so this podcasting thing just came at the right time. You know, I mean, I mean, we were, there was like me, my wife and about 15 of our friends were down in Aruba on a vacation and that, and, and that was January of 2020. And that's when we were there, they were announcing how uh, the coronavirus, they were calling it at the time, was going to start, you know, it was a problem in Wunan. It was going to come to the United States with just a matter of time before it came to the United States. I took my wife aside. I said, listen, here we go. This is going to be the deal right here. It could be real. It could be fake. But either way, they're going to play it for all it's worth. So be ready for that. And then, of course, once we got back to the United States, then it took about a month for that to fester. And then in March is when we started getting all the lockdowns and, and all that stuff. And, and I've been full tilt on it ever since. Yeah, it was March 2020 when we started getting it here as well. And we'd just come back from New Zealand at the time. We were shooting a film about 5G. And obviously I work with Jamie and Gaz and, and obviously David Icke's son. So I've been into this sort of thing for quite some time. But it's the Nazi element really fascinates me because not a lot of people talk about this now. There's quite a, the biggest link, obviously, is Bill Gates. His Bill Gates, not people don't understand that, but his mum was very close friends with um, a lot of people on the board of IBM. And IBM funded the Nazi the ticket machines for the Nazi war camps. They were very heavily involved in with the Nazis. So she got the money from them to start Microsoft. So the Microsoft initial seed money comes from IBM. And the Rockefellers were early, I, I believe, um, funders of that as well. And they were also to do, they, they early, they funded Apple as well, seed funders of Apple. Um, what was your take when you started to see this? Did you, did you know the um, sort of link between um, Bill Gates? I mean, when you, obviously you had the eugenics. He was part of Planned Parenthood, dad, head of Planned Parenthood, eugenics cult, through and through, no matter what they say, you look back at that, it's a eugenics cult. Did you kind of see the element of, of the Bill Gates thing there and the Nazi eugenics side yes. that no one really wants to talk about yes i did actually rich like right off the bat because you know uh, in studying the nazis i was familiar with the whole ibm uh, punch card system being used to keep track of the the people in the concentration camps right so so the nazis were very good record keepers that was that was something there and they were very good at rounding people up so when you look into the whole ibm thing and then the other companies american companies that were doing business with the nazi regime including henry ford who was a huge anti-semite and uh and then you had the the bush family you know uh, prescott bush was was involved was pretty much their american banker i mean this was all uh supposed to be illegal at the time but when you start looking at and we talked about this recently on one of my episodes where all these people and, and let's just use bill gates because that's who we're talking about all these people that are supposed to be starting out in garages right we started from nothing and look at what we got that's the biggest bunch of horseshit you've ever heard in your life because none of these people started out in a garage they started out because their family members were connected they had access to money and i mean and even bill gates this whole microsoft operating system i mean he didn't come up with that no he stole like it. he just stole that it's he stole a bunch of stuff from Steve Jobs and Apple. He stole a bunch of stuff from Linux. Somehow he made that work. And now we have Microsoft. And, and, and you want to talk about just being crooked in the beginning, how Microsoft, you know, was going against all these antitrust laws by making sure that Microsoft was on every computer that you bought. So, so right then and there, you know, I had a feeling that, okay, this guy is juiced in. He, he's got an angle. He's got big money or big, you know, the hidden, maybe members of the 13 original families uh, behind him, bankrolling him. And he's just a front man. 
right? He's just a front man. So, so, uh, so that's, so that was the connection between Bill. And of course, you know, his dad being on the board of Planned Parenthood and then you got Margaret Sanger, who was friends with Adolf Hitler, you know, got awards from Hitler for her eugenics programs and all this Huxley. I mean, all these people, I mean, if you start putting up a Venn diagram or a map and start connecting the dots, it's very crystal clear to people that have a half a brain that all of these people are connected and they're all working on this narrative against us. And, and I think it's exactly what you said, Rich. I think it's a slow eugenics program because there's too many of us. There's over 8 billion of us in the world. And you know, they can't round us all up and gas us at once. So, I mean, this, this is the narrative and the narrative is falling apart, right? It's falling apart. And this is why we keep getting all these uh, so-called variants and this Omicron variant. We just got to notice in New Hampshire where I am, uh, New Hampshire is a small state in New England, which is its own section of the United States. Uh, we're all part of the 13 original colonies. Anyways, I just got a notice on my phone. Oh, first case of Omicron in New Hampshire. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the start of it, because the Omicron does what? It targets little kids. Mm -hmm. Just in time for them to give all the little kids the vaccine, which I called and I predicted this back in September that this was going to happen. It's, it's absurd. If you put Delta, I think it's Delta and Omicron together, you get media controlled. There's some smoke signals coming out of this as, uh, completely. As you say, Bill Gates is the, is the worst person they could have put in. I don't know if they've underestimated how smart some people can be in putting dot connecting this because you would you wouldn't put him at the front but obviously he's he's just a front man he was a little he was terrified in the late 90s because as you say the um the microsoft scams that he was getting pulled up for and then they tried to do a rockefeller and twist him and make him a philanthropist now he's also not in charge he's getting funded by one of his funders is a little known ex um ceo of facebook which I can never remember his name because no one ever talks about him. Um, he's now owns about 3% of Facebook still, but he is. And, um, and he helps fund the gates. So there's always a level above, but what the Nazi thing, the Nazi connection is so blatant. And then, and why do you think people can't see this? Do you think people don't want to see this? Because it, I can understand back in like in, in when the Nazis about the thir late thirties, forties, you didn't have the internet you 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 were secluded but now it's so obvious they can't get away with being this blatant other than people not wanting to see it okay so i think the biggest thing is is that bill gates plays a good part like he's a good actor and and, and look at how he's portrayed right basically let's just call it what it is he's a dork he's a computer geek he came up he worked really hard to get this microsoft going and, and now he's a philanthropist and he's giving away billions and billions of dollars. Bill Gates is second in line to the United States as the biggest contributor to the WHO, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? So, so we all know the WHO is just another big scam. Right. So so everybody's going to say, well, he's coming up with these vaccines and and he does these shows about how he wants to get people to eat, uh, you know, plant based meat. And and he wants people to to, you know, be care about the environment. I don't think they care about any of that. I really don't. So, so they're not going to. So people are going to say, well, why would Bill Gates want us to have a vaccine that could potentially kill us? He's a philanthropist. He's not a bad guy. He's a good person. Look at what he says here. Look at his TED Talks. Look at this. Look at that. And all the time, it's just a, it's just a big smokescreen. 
because he is behind the scenes doing these things. I mean, it's in black and white. You can look this stuff up, you know, what he's got going on. And, and that's why I just don't, hey, I don't think it's wise to trust one person who has that much money. I mean, I mean I've always, I always was uh, like uh, very wary of people like him. Uh, and it's not just him. You know, you got the epic comers, you got Elon Musk, you got Jeff Bezos, you know, I think, you know, on the onset, everybody, you know, they, they're portrayed as very good people. They're good for humanity. They're employing a lot of people. They're doing good things for the environment. in the whole time, like, like I don't really think they are. I, th- I think it's just a big smokescreen. It absolutely is with Gates. As you say, you don't need to look. He's one of the more obvious ones looking to his dad's, his mum's Nazi connections and the fact that he, he openly talks about the world having there's too many people on the planet and on the other hand he's telling you he wants a vaccine to keep you alive i mean you do the cognitive distant dance that you need to do to even accept that is absurd you have to be you have to go into a certain mental illness to even contemplate that being being true but also the the world health organization and people like the fda these pharmaceutical companies that get the money from gates they they People don't realize that the FDA take 45% of their money coming in from user fees from the pharmaceutical companies. So it's like me paying the driving instructor to put me through my driving test. Buying buying the driving test, buying the driving conductor, the car, and paying his insurance, paying his MOT. He's probably going to put me through the test. And this is what the people don't realize. But Gates is funding the pharmaceutical companies that fund the FDA for user fees to regulate them. And then they put these things out. And then he gets the money for coming for the pharmaceutical, like for the the uh, the vaccines to be used. And it's just a loop. And I just can't understand how people can't see the scam. It's, it's, it's quite poor, really. That scam. It's not very well hidden to follow a tiny bit of money. Um, why do you think people can't follow that very simple trail, or do you think they don't want to? I think it's they don't want to. I don't think they want to know. I think they just want to believe the narrative that the mainstream media is, is pushing. And, and I mean, and it's it's the lead story on every news. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we get a few distractions over here in the States. We'll have a school shooting, which I'm not downplaying that. But I mean, I mean, it, it is something that happens here. We have school shootings. We just had horrific tornadoes go through the Midwest, killed over 100 people over in uh, uh, Kentucky, Missouri, Illinois, where it's really flat out there. Uh, it's tornado. They call it Tornado Alley, and uh, so so in, in one of them tornadoes hit an Amazon facility and killed a bunch of people there. So so I mean that's news right now, right? And uh, so 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 we're being distracted a, a little bit, you know, from from all of that. But you know, I've I've talked to people and they say, you know what? Sometimes I just have enough stress in my life, just with my everyday life, you know, raising kids working, making sure I could pay my bills. Now we get the holidays coming up, which is super stressful for a lot of people. And it's like, I don't have time to look into that. I don't have time to research that. I don't have time to listen. Even I don't even have the time to listen to your show. When all you're going to do is put headphones on and just listen to the information we want to give you. And I mean, you can believe us or you're not, you cannot believe us, but you can at least look it up. Mm. Right. So Rich, that's the whole problem. Like people just don't want to know because it adds to their stress. And I mean, the state of mental health, I mean, in the whole world, I mean, not just the United States, but over in the UK where you are, I mean, I mean, the state of people's uh, mental health is going to be taking a big hit on oh, this yeah, situation. Yeah. And, and that's why these people just don't want to load more on. And then you have people like myself and like you, 
that are just like, okay, we'll help you. We'll help you carry this load a little bit by giving you, we're going to do a little bit of your work for you, but just maybe just listen to us and just maybe look around you and see if what we're saying is making sense because you're, you're talking all this stuff that's going on out there in the world. And all you got to do is look out your window, go to town, go shopping, go to a restaurant, right? You don't see it. Mm. You don't see you don't see what they're telling us is there because it's not there. This whole narrative is unraveling, be it very slow. But I think now you're going to start seeing it unravel more and more and more, because even like in the state of New Hampshire, uh, we actually are part of the lawsuit against the federal government for the vaccine, uh, the vaccine mandates, which I guess is are blocked uh, countrywide. Now the OSHA law is going to be blocked. So that's a start. Uh, I just got an email from a friend of mine that works for General Electric. And they were pushing the vaccine mandate. And, and now he told me that they're, that they're uh, kind of easing off of that. And I said, well, I think what they're doing, they just want to get us through the holidays. And then once we start getting into January, et cetera, let's see what happens then. Because I just have this really strong feeling that something is going to break loose in January. I don't know if it's going to be good or if it's going to be bad. But people are slowly waking up to it. And all, and all we can do is just keep putting the information out there. That's all we can do and hope some people listen. Now, I've changed the mind of quite a few people. People that have actually gotten the vaccines for one dose, two dose, or the one mm. dose Johnson and Johnson depends on which one you got that are like, you know what? I have felt like crap since I gotten my vaccine. I am not taking that booster. And, and you know, Rich, the whole thing, like I see, like I follow UK a lot. Like I watch, I listen to your shows. I watch your videos. Uh, obviously a huge fan of David Icke and his boys. Uh, like, so, so I keep an eye and I have friends in the UK and it's like, so I keep an eye on what's going on over there. I keep an eye on what's going on in Australia or New Zealand. I have friends at both of them places that I'm in contact with, right? So something is going to happen and hopefully it's for the good. That's all we can hope for. But I've changed some of these people's minds. And so I think, you know, my job is not done, but at least what I'm doing is, is going to have a positive effect. Well, it certainly is. And I think, as I said at the start of this, seeing all these new podcasts popping up, it's, it's like they're trying to play whack-a-mole now because there's too much. They've made it too obvious and they're popping up everywhere. And as you say, the people have got, like my neighbours who were fully into, they were out clapping every Thursday this time last year for the NHS. Now the NHS, including my partner, they're losing 160,000 workers soon because they're trying to mandate it. They, they're saying that they have. I still don't think it will go through completely. I think they'll try and get as many people boosted and then back off a bit next April because they'll lose too many people. But maybe not maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just hopeful but regardless that these people around me they've all been two or three vaccines or, or and they're not going to have any more they won't have any more i'm done with it because the only thing they ever wanted was to be left alone like jordan peter says i'll get it but leave me the fuck alone and they're not leaving right. you alone so then the payoff isn't there anymore they know another one's going to come they know another one's going to come so in the uk they've lost the plot they've absolutely lost it's a mess here absolute mess here they've gone for it too quickly again and um, they tried with climate change a few weeks back and then people fired all over that which was quite funny really because it was so poorly yeah, done that's gotten quiet <laughs> that's gone quiet because people yeah, weren't buying yeah. into it you can only yeah. people can only get worried about one thing at a time you can't put two three like when you've got anxiety you you get transfixed but when you're transfixed you get transfixed on one thing what they're trying to do is bombard you with loads of things it doesn't work that way you can get really frightened about one thing you can only get a little bit frightened about many and they, they, they don't seem to understand human psychology. Do you think these people are 
I don't know. I mean, we'll go completely off here. But I do think these 13 bloodlines, I don't believe they are completely genetically like us too. I'm not saying they're reptilian or shapeshifting or, or anything like that, although I do believe they have a different DNA to us. Do you think that that, that they they believe that they only want that sort of DNA strand here or they're trying to wipe out a certain DNA, usually seems to be African-American type of people on this planet. There's a, again, back to the eugenics. There's definitely a eugenics thing to this, but it might be a type of person. Okay. So, we, so, so this is something that we have looked in b- before. Uh, <clears throat> so we all know how the aristocracy would not marry, basically marry outside their bloodlines. Right. So they did not want to interfere or make their bloodlines uh, uh, muddled, let's just say. So, so and this is why they were marrying their cousins, marrying all these other close relatives. Right. Like which which is we all know genetically is a very bad thing. And, and I feel well, well, here's one thing that's interesting. Is we hear that a lot of these uh, let's just call it the 13 families. Right. And people can look that up. It's the Rothschilds. It's the the DuPonts, the Rockefellers. I mean, the list goes on, right, Rich? You know. Yeah. But I'm hearing how a lot of these people are RH negative bloodlines. So, so uh, you know, an RH negative bloodline doesn't mix well with the RH positive bloodline. Like, it's, like if you're trying to have kids. Like if you have an RH negative mom, you can't have an RH positive dad because the mom's body's going to want to reject that fetus. Yeah. And right? I can so, say so, that for truth. I mean, my, my partner's RH negative and I'm I'm positive. So we had okay, IVF. So, so you had to get you had to get had, programmed. We had to get yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our I'm, I'm Rh negative. So I'm a, I'm an O negative, which is universal donor, which means I can give my blood to anybody, but I can only get it from an O negative. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, so uh, and that's weird too because that's usually always comes with firstborn males in families mm-hmm. that would try me me and a friend of mine, uh, one of my other co-hosts, his name is anonymous, Sean, him mm-hmm. and I are going to be doing a whole series on uh, the RH negative factor because there's a section of our DNA. They can't map it. They don't know where it comes from. So, so when you start hearing that these original 13 families, the aristocracy, all these Royal families, the British Royal family included, a lot of them are RH negative. And, and, you know, maybe they should be a little bit more careful nowadays who they're marrying into, because, you know, I don't know what the deal is with this Meghan Markle chick. You know, we don't know what her blood type is, but, you know, but, but the crown put up a, a little bit of a stink about that in the beginning, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I think that they could be possibly just a little bit of a different species, like a little bit of different DNA, because why do they consider themselves the elite? Let, let's face it. They're the ones running all the central banks. They're the ones controlling all the money, including the Federal Reserve of the United States, which is not part of the United States government. A lot of people don't even get that. Mm-hmm. Like the Federal Reserve is, is, a, is an elite banking cabal who prints money that's not backed up, giving us fiat currency. The money is worth what it, the paper it's printed on, or, or in our case, it's cotton. And then they loan it out to the U.S. government with interest attached. So, so it's a no-lose situation for them, but, but why are they any different? Like, why can't we fund ourselves? Like, why can't we have our own currency? And that gets into another whole can of worms when we start talking about, you know, getting rid of the Federal Reserve. Who were the two U.S. presidents that talked about getting the Federal Reserve and what happened to them? Yep. Abraham Lincoln was the first one, mm-hmm. gone. JFK, second one, gone. And now, in which I'm sure that the Bush family had something to do with that, right? That's a whole other huge conspiracy theory but i mean as long as they can keep us in debt 
we're dead slaves, we're uh, interest slaves, and, and all of this, they can control us. Well, well, maybe they're thinking that they didn't have enough control over us, so then they come in with the, with the pandemic or the, or the pandemic narrative to control us more. I mean, keeping people in their houses, wear masks, do this, do that. Kids are home from school three days a week. Oh, they're in school full-time now, but last year, they went to school two days a week, and they're doing this. And we're paying a lot of taxes to send our kids to school. Mm. So, But they didn't stop taking that money. Yeah. Right. So they're making everybody and they're controlling you. You you got to wear a mask when you walk into a restaurant, but you could take it off when you sit down, which makes zero sense. I mean, they're not even doing that now in New Hampshire. So New Hampshire's kind of, you know, doing okay in a sense right there. But we're interested to see what happens after the holidays. But but yeah, I think there is something different about these royal families. I mean, and look at all, all of their heritage all comes from like Scandinavia, Germany, you know, that whole area, the Aryans. The, the the Vikings, the Nordics, or whatever. Uh, well, I mean, that's not true. There's a lot of the Nordics that aren't part of that. But you know what I'm saying, Rich, yeah. like Scandinavia, Northern Russia, Germany, Prussia. These are where the, all these bloodlines come from. Uh, because the British royal family, like they're German. People don't mm-hmm. get that. Like like they're German. Yep, but so they had to change their name to the House of Windsor. Yeah, yeah, so nobody would it. know that they were German. And that yeah. was like literally early 1900s. It's not even hard to find. I mean, in Saxon, Co and Gotha and even Trump is Trump. I mean, it's it's absurd that people don't know where these people have changed their names from. Um, like the Rothschilds were originally ba- um, Bauer and they've changed Bauer, their names yeah. to, to Roth, Roth Red Shield. They they Shield. they actually what they do is they function as a shield for the rest of them. Um, so they basically stop people and then most people research and just get to the Rothschilds. They actually function as a red shield, to stop you going looking any further, which is obviously the bloodlines you're talking about, the European bloodlines. And they don't include most of the Rothschilds. It doesn't include the Rothschilds. It includes the, um, like you said, the DuPonts, the Medici's, a lot of crime families, a lot of mm-hmm. European crime families. People have never heard of these bloodlines. Absolutely not. And, and they're behind the Vatican. They control the Vatican. Some people call them the Great White Brotherhood, which is um, there's a cult that's called Great White Brotherhood, but some of them call themselves the Great White Brotherhood. Um, it's, there's a lot of these families that people don't realise, but they're happy. So when you look at a Boris Johnson or a Biden, Biden doesn't know where he is, but or a Trump on the telly, they're terrified of these families that run the corporations that tell them what to do. So even Gates would be terrified of these families. So Fauci is definitely terrified of these families. Um, they're pulling the strings. They'll never come out of the shadows. So they have no problem of a Nuremberg two trials because they'll just throw Fauci, Gates and everyone else under the bus, or Boris Johnson under the bus, Nick Hancock, Biden will go under the bus, um, whoever else is beside him there, um, because they, they don't mind that. And they know yeah. that. And that's why you see it. And people are like, well, why do they leak these things out? They leak these things out because they want the Bidens of the world, the um, Harris of the world. They want the Obamas of the world. They want the Trumps to know that if they mess up, we own the press. We, we really own the press and we will leak stuff about you. And that's why the Maxwell case is, is, is important. Though we won't hear oh anything God, about yes. that because yeah. there's so much on these people and they want yeah. that Maxwell. They've got that's a card for these bloodline families to say, Maxwell case is happening right now. You better get your ass in gear and get this through. That's why they're panicking, because that Maxwell case could just dive and no one hears about it, or it could reveal as much as it wants to reveal, depending on how well those in that little black book pay play. And that's what okay. we're, we're looking at here with that. What's your take okay. on, on this, on, on the Maxwell stuff? Okay, so I was just going to bring that up. All right, so 
this is the deal breaker or the deal maker in this whole in this whole narrative right now. It all comes down to the Maxwell case, and I don't care what anybody says, right? So in the United States, there's a big push against the human trafficking, the child trafficking, the, the pedophilia, the you know all that, all that stuff. I mean, we have over 800,000 people a year go missing in the United States. Now, not mm -hmm. all of those go into sex trafficking, but let's just say if only 20 or 30% go into that, right? But I mean, who are the customers, right? The customers that would appear to me and the things that we're learning are the rich and the elite for whatever reason, right? Now, Maxwell case, we just had 24-7 coverage of the Kyle Rittenhouse case, mm -hmm. right? Televised on television, online, I mean, you could literally find this anywhere, right? In yeah. real time. The Maxwell case, not a word. They don't, they only touch on it a little bit on the mainstream media. Now I'm talking, you know, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, all the big players, mm -hmm. which only a couple of media companies like own all those anyways. So the, the thing that's interesting about Ghislaine Maxwell is she was hiding out in New Hampshire. Like she was hiding out like maybe 45 minutes from where I am right now. Mm -hmm. That's where they found her. Now, now you hear stories leaked out of the FBI that, well, we knew she was there the whole time. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. And then in the town that she was found in is a, is a town called Bradford. And uh, without getting too deep into it, because there's actually some things that would be kind of dangerous to even talk about things that me and a couple of my co-hosts have been looking into like that area of the state, some real sketchy stuff goes on up there. Right. And you and I could talk about it kind of off the air, mm -hmm. but it, it, it didn't surprise me that she was found there. But have we seen a mugshot? No. Have we seen anything or heard about her other than her complaining of cruel and unusual punishment in her in her jail cell or whatever? Not a picture it, from the court case or all drawings. Yeah, no, no. We're getting the sketches. We're getting mm -hmm. the old courthouse sketches like you used to get back in the Perry Mason days. Right. But we're not getting any photographs or anything like that. But we're getting lists of people who else are who who also is being implicated in this. Some big names there. Of course, Harvey Weinstein, we know all that, right? Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of media companies on that list, including Disney. So when I mean, we, you know, we all have this theory that Disney is involved in the whole sex trafficking thing. I mean, uh, sex trafficking thing. I mean, we have no way personally to prove that. But I mean, there's a lot of information out there that would suggest that that is true. So, so the whole thing with Maxwell is people are either going to be shitting bricks right now, mm -hmm. just waiting to see what's going to come out or they're going to squash it and they're going to hit her for just a few things that she was actually charged with. Like she wasn't charged in this whole global scheme involved with Epstein to, 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 you know, sex traffic, all these people, right. That that's not even really what this trial is about. This trial is about a handful of cases. And all it takes is people to just, okay, well, we can make this go away. We'll just write you a check how much. Even if we say, even if we admit that, yeah, we're guilty of this. Jeffrey Epstein, oh, Jeffrey Epstein was guilty of all that, but he's dead. You know, coincidentally, and he's gone, which is another big joke around the world. And especially in the United States, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself, right? I mean, that ran its course. And, and I mean, it's like, well, well, I don't think anybody killed him because I don't think he's dead. Mm. personally my personal view i don't yeah. think he's dead and i think that uh he knows too much which would have been a good reason to kill him but he knows too much but everybody knew that whatever he knew glay maxwell knew she is the holder of the black book and her dad is Mossad. 
And I believe that she is probably Mossad also. And this is another reason why they want to keep this quiet. But we're, we're not going to know. We're not going to know anything, Rich. We're not going to know the whole story. They're not going to go deep enough. They're going to get a conviction on maybe four or five charges. Yeah, maybe they're going to put her in jail for 10, 15, 20 years or even life. You know, who knows? But that's a small price to pay for the elite to keep their keep, keep, keep their names off the news and off the radar. And, and you know what I equivalent this to? And you being in the UK, you probably could understand this a little better, right? Like I'm a huge James Bond fan. And you have the eagle, the evil organization called Spectre, right? And everybody in Spectre says, we're everywhere. We are literally everywhere. This is the same thing. Like, like I think that some of them Bond movies are actually predictive programming. Like, I think the global elite or the 13 families is Spectre, in a sense. I, I mean, that's just, that's just when I, when I watch mm-hmm. these movies, especially the Danielle Craig ones, which are really awesome. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this would be totally plausible that this would happen. Like, maybe on a different scale, you know? I mean, we don't know what's going on out there, but there is... There is a global cabal pulling the strings here. And I don't think there's anybody that, well, there is plenty of people that wouldn't believe that, but nobody in our circle would not believe that. I believe that to be a hundred percent true. Oh, absolutely. And you can see it on different levels. You can see some of these businesses, these I've seen, I used to work as a youth worker and I saw a lot of youth work practices set up that did fuck all. They did anything. They were, they were, they were a badge of honor for something else that was going in front. It was a front, a storefront. And I see a lot of these shops that open up that don't do anything. You know, what do they ever sell? But around the back, there's other things going on. And and that's just an analogy of what actually goes on. A lot of these charities are set up that are actually hiding Uh these other things. I see people going into colleges and giving talks and they're playing characters. Their background is in something completely different in psychology in other things that they're doing, they're going and giving talks as these people. I worked in the self-development industry, saw loads of this scam going on. Lots of Freemasonry going on. And not all Freemasons are bad. Absolutely, of course they're not. But it goes up. There's there's actually a divide between Freemasonry that a lot of people know about, which is the Jesuit have a completely different arm to it. But um, as you say, this it's a worldwide, it's just hundreds of years of this thing growing into this beast system. And the system is there. And people like us are not in on the system. And the only way you ever get anywhere, you get rewarded for how in this world, for how unscrupulous you are, how evil you are, how backstabby you are, how cowardly you are. It's an inversion. And inversion is a satanic thing. So everything you do good in this world, you're supposed to get rewarded for. Like, but you don't. You get rewarded for the opposite, the absolute yeah. opposite. So everyone at CNN, everyone at Fox, everyone at BBC, and trust me, I've worked at the BBC, they at the higher levels as they go up and they're allowed up, they have to become more and more void of their own morals and values. Sure, sure. And that's what the price you pay is your own morals and values. And the price you get to keep, if you're not like that, you you do what we do. You earn a modest living, but you get to keep your morals and values and sleep well at night as well as you possibly can. So we're in an inverted world. Do you see a satanic element to what we're living in like a spiritual war going on here i think a hundred percent rich because like uh and i've talked about this a hundred times like like you don't okay so i'm not a big religious guy like at all but but i don't have a problem with religion right so i've studied religion you know you get all the abrahamic religions and all these what do they teach you 
be a good person, you know, don't do this list of 10 things or whatever, have good morals, be good to your neighbor, you know, don't kill, don't do this, don't do that. And I mean, I really like, like, we shouldn't have to have a, like a tablet telling us that, like, we, like, we should already know that. Right. So, so, so I would rather be a moral person. I mean, I do okay in my business. My wife has a good job. She does pretty okay, but I would never, ever, and everybody that does business with me knows this. They'll always say you can trust that guy 100% because he won't sell you out for even $1. So, but you get, you get the elite, like they don't mind stabbing you in the back. Hey, you know what? I can stab this guy in the back. We can throw him to the curb and we can make an extra 200 grand on this deal. Right. Like it, like it's cheaper, like, like uh, cartels, like it's cheaper, it's cheaper to shoot this person and bury him out in the desert than it is to pay him his million dollar cut on this deal we just did. Right. Forty five cents is cheaper than a million. You don't have to be an accountant to figure that out. So, I mean, yeah. So and that would be an evil thing. Right. So so we're exactly in an inverse world, which, as you say, is a satanic thing. I call it the upside down world, because what is supposed to be moral and good and good for everybody is being looked at like something as simple as us not wearing a mask. Oh, my God, you're 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 going against you. You're you're endangering me. You're doing this. You're not wearing a mask. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not doing anything immoral. I'm, I'm doing just so I can breathe, right? Mm-hmm. You're all good. So why, so why are you looking at me like what I'm doing is bad? Like what I'm doing is not bad. What you're doing by following this narrative is extending it longer. And so go take your vaccines, take all your boosters, uh, and do all this stuff. If it makes you feel better, whatever makes you feel like a better person, but you're actually feeding into it. You're fueling the fire of this whole deal, of this whole satanic ritual thing. Look, since Biden's become president, and I don't think any American president really mounts to shit personally. Look at, I mean, in the United States, I mean, I mean, I know it's different in the UK, but here, like we're cheap to, we're used to cheap gasoline. We're, we're used to cheap, uh, a lot of things like really inexpensive like that. I know that are really high in other countries. Our gasoline has over doubled since Biden's been president. Heating oil, like I live in New Hampshire. This is the Northeast. Dude, it gets cold here. So we, a lot of places use a lot of heating oil. Well, heating oil now is almost $4 a gallon when last winter it was like a dollar 30, you know, I mean, I mean, and you have to have it like you can't get around it. So, so yeah. So, I mean, what, what moral person would allow that to happen? Now it's not supply and demand, right? It's the rich people making more money. That's all Mm. this is right. Look at all the produce in the stores. Uh, all the meats have gone up. Everything has just gone insane. Now we got this bullshit supply chain thing, which affects businesses like mine. I'm in the automotive business. Like, like we tear cars apart. Like sometimes we got to wait a day or two to get parts for us. Like ridiculous. Like, why is that happening? So what does that ultimately do? Right. That hurts us in the pocketbook. Yeah, of course it does. So not only is it taking us longer to make the money that we would have made in a couple of hours, now it's taking a day or so. So at the end of the week, you know, your intake is not the same as what it normally would be. Mm-hmm. And then when you have that money, you go shopping to buy food for your family or pay your light bill. And those are those are gone through the roof. So, I mean, this I mean, to me, that's a satanic move because they can make this go away. They can make this go away. But you know what it is, Rich? They, they don't care about us little people. Like we're just little people. Like we don't matter to them. Like we just don't. Like like we're we're the useless eaters, right? Uh, the useless eaters or the useless uh, uh, the money suckers. You know what I mean? Like all the people that are just sitting back taking their stimulus money, which I've taken zero stimulus money. No, no payroll protection. Nothing. I didn't ask them for nothing. I do not want any money from this government. And uh, it, but but there's plenty of people that'll sit back. Rich, we have a coffee shops. Like we have a Dunkin' Donuts, which is popular here, right? 
They're closing them down at two or three o'clock in the afternoon because they can't get anybody to work. So, so they, so, so the, so the, so the rich elite satanic pricks, they're making everybody lazy mm. by make, by paying them to stay home instead of out there trying to service us. I don't know. It's just, it's just like a, it's just like the water going over the dam. Like the dam can't hold the water back anymore. But I, th- but I think, you know, if enough of us people get out there and say, well, you know, well, you know what? Well, screw you, Dunkin' Donuts. I don't need to buy my coffee there. I'll make my own fucking coffee. You know what I mean? You get enough people to do things like that, and then maybe places will say, oh, Jesus, that's kind of hurting us in the pocketbook. But the biggest thing is, is th- these governments and these, they got to stop giving this money away. And you know, this is just a temporary fix because it's not costing them anything to give this money away. Because all they got to do is call the Federal Reserve and tell them to print a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. Right. United States financial system is the biggest Ponzi scheme you've ever seen in your life. And you, you talk about Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff is an amateur compared to these guys. But but yeah, I think it's I think it's an upside down world. Like for sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a rant. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's the passion that we, we like. It's the same over here. Over here, it's different, slightly different circumstances, but it's exactly the same thing. It's it's an inverted world. It's it's from top to bottom. If you've got people at the top who are evil and nasty, narcissistic, brought up with everything they ever want, they don't value anything because they've never had to work for anything, and they couldn't. If you look at their spindly little arms, they couldn't actually do anything physically or create anything physically. You know, they have no skills, no talents, no abilities, and no want to. The only thing they're ever good at, like the Levites used to do with the Bible, is to lie and get themselves wedged in between. They're the middlemen of everything but they're not of anything they're not of anything what you do is you pay them to get out of the fucking way and they lie to you it's like insurance brokers car sales i mean like all of these people that come and wedge themselves in the middle of something they have no need to really be in but that's what happens and, and that's what's happened here but this system is dying and what people don't realize is that this has nothing to do with obviously health me and you realize that a lot of people obviously who do this work realize that has everything to do with the economic collapse that's happened and whilst we're looking at this, we don't, they don't realize is what they're trying to do is monetize health, monetize health. So the new value will be health, where they'll try and scrape money out of and natural resources. And I mean, like they'll try and charge you for your carbon footprint, charge you for how much air you have. They'll charge you for water, like not, not the purified water. They'll charge you for everything. And they'll put it down as how your effect on Earth. You will be the plight on Earth and you will get paid money to for the least they'll put it in a way that'll say that you've had the least amount of effect on earth you've taken up the least natural resources so therefore here's your money and you will become the problem and then wrapping it around the people are becoming the problem and every single one who's taken a vaccine you are the problem now they're monetizing you they're monetizing your compliance that's what they're doing because the economic system the old and you said the federal reserve or where they're printing money out of nothing has collapsed they could only do that for 80 or 90 years. So now the dollar has died, where it's all backed on the dollar at the moment, where it was for the last 80, 90 years. It's died. There is no economic system. So all of these rich billionaires, their money means shit, unless they find another way to monetize something and control that monetization, which is going to be health, biosecurity, which is or biomedical, and it's going to be natural resources, climate change. You have climate change and COVID. These are the two things. They're trying to restructure the economy of the world into one. That's what they're doing. And then off the back of that, they get the, we'll give you a bit of eugenics. We need to cut the number of people down and we'll also get a lot of control out of that. But the real issue is the money system has collapsed and people don't realize it. That's what's happened. 
Okay, so in 2008, when we had the housing market crash here, mm -hmm. uh, which I can't believe we're not having another crash right now because uh, houses are evaluated at stupid money, especially in our state and more so down south in the open states like Florida and Texas. Same here. So, so they just came out with reevaluations. Now, you picked a fucking great time to reevaluate our property. Everybody's half out of work. Everything has gone through the roof. Inflation has gone through the roof. And now you come to reevaluate our house so we can pay more property tax. I mean, come on. This is a, this is a uh, like in concert move by them to just slowly take everything away from us. And the thing you're talking about, like monetizing climate change, right? This is just basically the beginning of the social credit score, right? Yeah. And this is why they want people to be used to staying home and getting the universal basic income because once they get into well, I'm not going to go to work. Why am I going to work? I'm getting 600 bucks a week to sit on my ass. Well, what's going to happen is one day they're going to say, eh, what you doing? We don't like that. So so we're going to deduct a few bucks out of your account and we're going to keep doing that until you comply better. Rich, you know, as well as I do, that's the whole plan of this, of the World Economic Forum. Yep. And you want to get back to talking about the Fourth Reich, because uh, I know we're probably getting ready to close up here, but getting back to the Fourth Reich, right? Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum have direct lineage from the Nazi party. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they're pushing this great reset. They're pushing the fourth industrial revolution. I just listened to another show about AI and robotics, which I'm really interested in. And I'm only interested in it because I want to see how many jobs they're going to eliminate by this. So they are going to have to end up putting people, you know, they're calling it universal basic income, but it's basically social welfare is what they're going to be putting them on. And as soon as they do that and enough people accept that and they want everybody to move to smart cities so they can control you, they can surveil you, just like in China, right? Uh, they can turn your money off any day and they can turn you into nothing. You wouldn't be able to. And this is what it does the mark of the beast, which leads it back to being a satanic kind of move, right? You won't be able to buy anything. You won't be able to trade anything. You won't be able to do anything. If we see on a, on a, on a camera that you're smoking somewhere you shouldn't be smoking, uh, four points gone. And we see you doing this. Oh, you're talking to some people over there that uh, we consider to be a dissident. We don't like what you're saying. We don't like you hanging out in that crowd. We're going to take some more points. This is the way that they're going to control everything. And the only way that we can fight back is to make sure that we do not leave or do not lose our cash financial system, like the ability to have cash. Because if everything goes to crypto, you know, this whole big thing with XRP, uh, the Ripple coin, XRP coin, uh, with the federal government, with the S, uh, the federal uh, Federal Exchange Commission or whatever, have the, have this big uh, lawsuit going, uh, and everybody say, well, you know, when XRP wins that, it's going to go through the moon and all this. And dude, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not really what you want. And then this whole Bitcoin thing, where Bitcoin goes up five grand, drops ten. Drop, I mean, come on, all they got to do, like you had said before is turn that switch off, internet kill switch, where's all your money? And here's the only thing, unless people start accepting these crypto coins as a payment, like it's no good because you can, you have to convert it back to fiat currency to use it. Yeah, it's mad. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's just total madness. Everything is total madness. Yeah, it's total mad. You're completely right. It really pisses me off with the crypto stuff. Um, yeah. Companies like London Real pushing that, and some of the work he's done is great, but coming at me and pushing them that the, 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 the 
cashless society, I know where you stand. It's the worst thing you could possibly do. And this is why they want you to get a COVID pass. It has nothing to do with COVID. They want you to get everything. It's called, it will be a freedom pass. They don't want, it has, it'll have that on it. There'll be an element of it. But that's why they want you to get it all on your phone. If you get everything on your smartphone, all you got to do is turn your smartphone off. You're fucked. It's the most yeah. stupid thing you could possibly ever do. Don't ever concentrate all of your options in in a fucking box don't it's the most stupid thing you don't dive it's like a diet and only in peas you don't you diversify everything it's like learning skill sets you try and learn a bit of everything to be good at everything so you can do a bit of that a bit of that if that goes wrong you do a bit of that you don't learn one thing you always diversify so you have options they're trying to take everything and put it in one thing so they only have to search to switch one thing off. And this is what they're trying to do with transhumanism. Before we go, we'll get onto just maybe a bit of transhumanism because yeah, sure. what they're trying to do is get everybody to think the same. So all they need to do is to control one mind. I only have to control one mind. At the moment, we all think we all think different ways, but if you've got these nanoparticles in you and you are actually forced to fe- think a way that you don't actually really think, all they've got to do is control one narrative. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to do is get everybody in one think, not group think, one think. And that's what people don't understand. And that's probably not going to be my generation. That might be a little bit. I'm 41 soon. So that I'll probably still be here, but I won't know what's going on. I'll be mental by then. By yeah, four. you'll be de- you'll, you'll be demented from all the all the different uh, viruses that they're, they're going to put out. That's right. Like yeah, we're not going to know what's going yeah. on. Hey, one but, thing I think I, I think I have a pretty good advantage in our podcasting circle because like I'm the old guy. Like I'm the old guy. I was born in 1963, you know? So, I mean, when I was a kid, gas was 28 cents a gallon. You know what I mean? A gallon of milk was like 10 cents or whatever. So, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it evolve from what it was like, like was more utopian when I was a kid than it is now. Right. And, uh, and I see to where it's coming here, where we're fixing to be 2022 here in a couple of weeks. And it's like, oh my God, just the changes that I've seen in my lifetime. Like I can't imagine what, Mm -hmm. and how much has changed in just the last 20 years. Right. So what is going to happen, you know, 10 years, five, five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road? Like, like, I don't even know if we're even mentally prepared for that. And, and that's why we need to stay on top of it now. And what you were referring to, Rich, is what I would call the hive mind. Mm-hmm. If they could get everybody thinking the hive mind and everybody's agreeing with that one narrative and everybody's going to just do what they're told at the same time, how they want you to, 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 to do things. Right. That's the end. That's the end right now. And we actually, we're going to have a series of shows that we're going to be doing that are going to be discussing that subject, actually, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's really crazy out there. And we see it now. We see people out there following this narrative. And they're just, you know, and, and, I, and I did, let me give an example. A friend of mine showed me her vaccine card. And I'm like, uh, okay, see all them empty slots? Yeah. I said, those are for all the other shots they're going to make you get. <laughs> They didn't tweak it. It's got like eight. It's got eight on there, and they're like, "Well, therefore, yeah." And like you say, they're going to run out of slots, so they're going to have to put it on your smartphone, right? So everything is to get into the QR code system, Mm -hmm. which the Chinese use massively. Like in China, you have to own a smartphone Mm -hmm. because you Uh cannot be off the grid. Like they don't like people off the grid here either, but it's really bad in China. Like you have to have a smartphone, and why is that? Location services. We know where you're at. We can listen to your calls. We can read your emails. We can read your text messages. We know anything and everything there is about you. And you fucking volunteered it to us. And you've got to pay for it. You Not only do you have to have the ball and chain, you've got to pay for it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just like the prison system in the United States. You got to pray. You got to pay to be in jail. Well, yeah. It's the same idea. <laughs> it's it's the same. It's it bad. Every time my brother gets locked up, it costs me all kinds of money. I'm getting tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, last is, what question. <laughs> last, it's just been absolutely brilliant. Mate. Lovely to meet you as well. Lovely to meet new yeah, people. Too, we'll do this again yeah. in the New Year's as well. So why did you pick the name, the Wicked, uh, Wicked Planet podcast? Great name. Okay. So, uh, so Wicked is a word that is, is the part of the New England vernacular, like we use wicked as an adjective, like, oh, he's wicked smart. Oh, that's a wicked cool car. Oh, this this beer is wicked good. Yeah, so it's a word that we use a lot. And the other thing is, is uh, me, uh, our, our side of the family from my mom's were direct descendants of John Proctor, who was hung in the Salem witch trials. Oh, okay. so, so my mom is a, is a proctor. My grandmother was a proctor. And uh, our cousin did the genealogy. And he's like our I think it's like fifth or sixth great grandfather or something oh, like that. Okay. So, so, and that was, you know, they were being wicked. So, uh, in my buddy Ryan from the dangerous world, he says, dude, you got to have wicked in the title. So I thought wicked planet, that sounds good because it is a wicked planet. And hopefully enough of us can talk to try to get that turned around. But, but that's where that came from. I love it. It's a great name. Where can people find oh, your you. podcast? I'll put all the links below. Yeah, so so uh, I'm easy to find. Uh, I'm known up in these parts in the podcasting world as Ron from New England. That's my podcasting name. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ron from New England, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Wicked Planet Podcast. And uh, and we're everywhere. All the usual suspects were on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Podbean. I mean, the list goes on. And uh, and we're on AltMediaUnited.com, which is a website. It's it's a uh, you're probably familiar with that, uh, Rich. I'm not sure if you are or not, but but uh, a lot of the uh, it's a lot of the podcasters use Alt Media United. A friend of mine, Mark Steves from my family, thinks some crazy podcast actually put that together. So all of us, I mean, I can't, I don't even can't even tell you how many of us are on there now. It's over fifty, I think. Okay. And, uh, and and people that aren't that don't have uh, smartphones or or whatever, they can just you know go online. And they can pick and choose. They can listen to all the shows. All the RSS feeds are there. So uh, so we're pretty easy to find. You know, I just tell people, look us up, hit the follow button. If you want to listen to a few shows, leave us a review. I'd be into that, too. But, uh, yeah, but we're pretty new, Rich. I mean, we're going to be uh, coming up on a year. I think March 1st, we're going to be a year. But, but we stay active between doing our own show and jumping on other shows. I really want to thank you for inviting me on. Uh, this is something I know we had talked about doing this like six months ago. Yeah. I, I know that you've been super busy. I love what you guys are doing over there at, at uh, Iconic Media. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, just being able to go there and see movies that are like banned everywhere else. I mean, it's great. It's it's like the Netflix for the truth movement. That's what that's what I call you guys. So. Uh, so, yeah. So thanks for having me on. Man. I look forward to doing it again, too. Absolutely. Well, I've been absolutely lovely and I love your, your energy as well. And it's great to talk to new people always is because we've got, we're a growing pool of information and people, but the more the merrier, because we need this, we need these talks and we need to kind of have a chat. And I always feel better after chatting to someone about this stuff, because as you say, as you said at the start, there's not many people you can actually speak to about this stuff with the, although they might believe you, they'll look at you and give you that kind of glazed overlook. So been absolutely great, mate. I'll put all the links below. So guys, please head over to the Wicked Planet podcast. I'll put all the links below. So please support their work. And I'll get you on maybe in January in the new year. I'm doing a yeah. new show on Iconic called Deep Dive right now, Deep Dive, which is an extension of Gareth's show. So at, the, at some point, I'll get you on there for an hour as well. That's a proper, yeah, I'll be in a TV studio with a shirt and tie, all posh, but the same same oh, yeah. thing. I'll just have I'll a nicer pretty, setting. 
Yeah. I'll pretty up myself too. I mean, I just had to shut my business down. I told everybody, okay, I need an hour or so quiet. Don't make any noise. Oh, bless you. My studio is upstairs from my from my business. I'll, which I'll is- let you get back to work then, mate. Um, yeah. Thank you for your time. And I'll get this out in the week and I'll speak to you in a bit, mate. Yeah, thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me on. Much love. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my... Uh.